you're last. Okay. So please just know your place. Wow. Okay. That's, that's the start. That's the start. Know your place, Jason. Welcome back to old guys playing games. We have a great show for you today. I'm Josh here with Ken Stewart and Jason as usual. Jason, I'm shocked. It's been what Stuart is it ten seconds and he hasn't interrupted. Yeah, but shocking. Yeah, it's surprising. Yeah, so let's call. Let's give Jason a round of applause for that. Uh, Great. So anyway, Wait, why he does seems... he why does he get praise for not being annoying? <laughs> Only Jason can get okay. praise for All right. being... So anyway, I've got a bunch of good topics for you today, and uh, the the first one I want to start with is. Uh, a sports legend passed away, unfortunately, last week, and and he had a very, very big impact on the video game world as well, and that's John Madden. And I know for myself, I spent way too much time playing John Madden in the '90s, and probably even into the 2000s. But I did. I was. I was like, let me, let me take, let me take a look back and really just remember what this game was. And, and I started doing some research and I went down this huge, huge rabbit hole, but there's some interesting stuff that I just want to throw out to you guys and, and we can kind of just riff off of it and, and go where it, go where it goes. But the first is, so I'll just, I'll just start throwing this stuff out. So the first edition was 1989. Oh my gosh. And it was John Madden football. On what? Platform. On PC. And Ken, we might have talked about this. I don't remember if Ken talked. He might have, but it's PC. And then it started, second gen was John Madden Football 2. That was on Genesis and Super Nintendo. Then it went John. Then it went to John Madden Football 92, John Madden Football 93. And then they got the NFL license. So it was Madden, NFL 94, 95, et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of the genesis of the title. And then I was thinking about, I was looking at all the other titles that, that came along that, to try to take him off the mantle. And there were, the first one was jo- Joe Montana football. Oh yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> it was such a bad game. I don't remember that one at all. I do. Um and they actually were the first – that was actually the first game to have uh, uniform stadiums and logos. They got the, the, the license to do that. And then the next year – that was 1992. And then 93, Madden got the NFL PA license. So they were able to use the actual player names. You did some serious research yeah. on this. Yeah, and, you said, and a little oh, – little, um, I don't know. I just looked up because I remember playing it on the Amiga in 90. So – it, it actually says the first platforms were MS DOS. So it was MS. It was <laughs> MS Microsoft. So Microsoft. It was the Commodore sixty four and one twenty eight, and the Apple two. Wow! So oh. it was all, and then it went to the Amiga, Amiga the, the Genesis, and the SNES, and then so that's. I mean, so it, it is. I mean, it's it's funny you use the word MS and then DOS, and you talk about a video game, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, I I, I could. I could go on forever about this stuff. I think the key the key years to me were that nineteen ninety three when they got the names and then two thousand five, I don't know if you guys remember, it was NFL two K was really starting to come on as like a real competitor. And then EA said, Screw that. 
they got the full uh, NFL license and basically just crushed 2K. It was never. And that started was all. That started all their sports games, right? That was that was EA's first major. No, I mean they they had. I don't I don't know the dates, but I mean they they had and it's NCAA football. They they still had FIFA. I think they had a bunch before of Madden as well. Before the Madden, yeah. I don't know if it was before, but I mean it was all in the same kind of time frame because they would. NCA was basically the same game, but with college, right? Um, but in terms of them owning sports gaming, I mean, that was, you know, Madden did it for them, right? Because there really was no, there really hasn't been a competitor, you know, and you can list them. We already talked about some of them. It was Tecmo, Joe Montana, NFL 2K. There was 2K, NFL 2K there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was yeah. a big fan of the 2K series. Yeah, me too. I think we played that together. I think so. I, I tried one year to get it, and it just was not the same for me. And and that was it. I was back to that. So, just... so just for reference, so EA, their first franchise was John Madden Football in 88. Um, and then they did NHL Hockey. Then they did FIFA, uh, F1. Oh, sorry. In between that was PGA Golf, F1, and then uh, and then UFC. So there you go. And so just go ahead. Yeah, sorry. No, I was no, just for no. me, obviously for me, uh, Madden holds a special place in my heart because I'm from Michigan and he always hosted the Thanksgiving Day game, which Detroit usually hosted. Um, and uh, he came out with the turducken and all this other stuff, which is very cool. So and he, so he's a legend, you know, but I'm, I'm what I'm curious is um, in 84, he started the all Madden team. He started to build a roster of players he felt were the best players in the, in the, in the NFL at the time. And I'm curious if that is what was the impetus of them going to Madden for an, a Madden football game. I, I, you know, and I was, I don't know if that's the case. I, I have no idea, but I, from what I've heard in all these interviews and stuff I read, Madden was the first guy to really, I'll just put it in air quotes, dumb down football for people on broadcasts to where you could understand what was really going on. Right. He wasn't just this, you know, jock, like he was explaining it to you in a way that you can understand. And I think that's what moved it into video games because then you could put the plays up on the screen, right. You can choose the plays, like making it accessible for people that don't know football. I mean, I got to be honest. I learned all of my football from John Madden. Sweep. What was your favorite play right. to pick all the time? That was like a winner for you every possible. Do you, do you it was, remember it? For me, it was either like just a post or a fly. Just you get the right receiver on the outside, chuck it out, get, you know, Brett Favre, chuck it out there. The <laughs> there was like an option play where a running back would swing around the back and you could either hand it off to him or do a, it was a post, I think. I would always do well with that play. Always I can like still see it in my himself. head. The sweep. But yeah, so. It's three, four, four, three. Like, I didn't know any of that crap. And then you just <laughs> right. look at Madden and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Well, Madden put the color in color commentary. I mean, he was he was a character and he was very funny. I mean, he was the one who would use those uh, boom, you know, boom. Uh, and. The, those interjections and, and it, it's very very funny to to go back and listen to some of his commentary, uh, especially when he first came in because he was a you know he was a coach 
uh, prior. Yeah. So there was, he was one of and, the ones that I remember coming up as a coach and then going into broadcasting. He was not a broadcaster. And I think somebody said on a previous podcast, depending on the generation, John Madden means something different, right? For us, we're kind of in between the, the video game and the broadcaster. We didn't know him as a coach. I mean, he's I didn't. He coached in what the seventies, I think. So I didn't really know. He played. Him did he play before then? He no, he did not play. He never played. I found. Yeah, that I thought out. he did, but no, he, he was a coach. So he coached first. the Raiders. Some people know him as a coach, and yeah. then people like us, or at least my generation, it's it's the video game slash commentator. And then probably our kids are like, John Madden, that's football. That's just a video game, right? <laughs> so anyway, there's a couple other things that I thought were cool. And just talking about innovations, the, the fir first one, I just want to say a quote he had. If it's not 11 on 11, it's not real football. He was adamant about having all 22 players on the field, on the screen. Yep. So Referring to playing a video game, game, football game, yep. Really, I had no idea. Yeah. So he Me he was he was a stickler for if you're going to do it, it's going to be real, or I'm not going to put my name on it. Yeah. See, Jason, so, in real football, they have 11 players on each team on the field at the same time. <laughs> wow, Jason's awfully quiet today. I'm sure we're going to get that's going to be made up for in the next couple of minutes. But just a couple of innovations. That I, I've called out, and then we can we can switch off. But franchise mode to me, that that was the biggest one for me because you could take season after season. You it wouldn't just be one season and it's done. You can draft players. You can you know you could there was even an owner mode where you could take it to a different level with marketing and all that good stuff. So in it's franchise mode, were you a were you a coach? Or owner, because you do mention owner mode as well. GM, I think you're a GM. Franchise, you were the coach. Owner mode, you were the owner, and like you were responsible for everything. Like you had to get ticket sales up and yeah, through the right marketing and and all that right. stuff. That was a little yeah. too involved for me. I I like the franchise. I like being the coach and doing the drafting and all that stuff. <laughs> That's um, the stuff I didn't like. Hit stick. <laughs> you didn't. No, like I just I like to just play the game. I I'm a, I used to play in high school, and I I love just playing the game. I never cared about coaching. I never cared about the the owner stuff or the franchise stuff. Um, I wanted to be a player, so I I would have I would have liked it to, to do like a FIFA thing where you are a player, you create a custom player, and then you watch that player progress through his career. I and think now that came it, from Madden. That that came okay. from Madden. There was a mode that that wasn't Madden. That's cool. Or isn't. So, I mean, they set the foundation, right? And then just a couple other quick things. They had this, they introduced the, the Infinity Engine. I think this was in the early 2000s, and it's pre-canned animations. So what they claim is that no two plays were ever the same because there were so many animations that they captured that it wasn't ever the same. Wow. That's cool. So Wasn't EA just, Sports... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jason. Wasn't EA Sports um, across like a, a few different cities in the U.S.? Uh, in, in one of them was in Maitland uh, here in yeah, they, Florida, right? Yeah, EA Sports is in Maitland. 
Still is. And actually, I Vancouver. I've had it, well, we have a couple of people that, well, I have a couple of friends that one that worked there as a designer on Madden football, so I can get him on. He's now at Microsoft, so it'd be great to get him to yeah. tell us about the early days of designing uh, in, in, uh, with Madden. Uh, he was a flag football phenom for our fraternity in college. Um, <laughs> he was the one artist, and we're all like, Jim, how are you going to get a job? And then uh, turns out he got, he used both his love for football and art to get into gaming, right? Which is big in Orlando, as you guys know. Um, and then uh, another friend of uh, friend of ours, another fraternity brother, who Jason, I think his wife used to work with us. He's a uh, he's a marketing VP. I mean, maybe CMO for Electronic Arts. So we should get him on because the history there is really interesting. I think also the history of the NCAA game at some point is that maybe coming back now with money flying around more than it does in the NFL could be interesting. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting history and it goes back to the my early days of the Amiga which was, you know, where they developed for because it was the gaming platform. Uh, the, it was the PC slash gaming platform of the day uh, where you could do the more social It was media. in Maitland. It was EA Tiburon. Still is. Tiburon Entertainment. Tiburon, it's a Tiburon studio. Yep. I think they also did. Now, yeah, I think they also do PGA. Vancouver. Right? And they do, ba- they do. And they Battlefield. It's not just men. They do. I think that's all sports there. And they right? did Battlefield, so, I, I think, think they too. they do FIFA. FIFA's in Canada somewhere, but I know they do NBA. Vancouver is, used to do is their Montreal. They have one in Montreal, too, right? Anyway, cool. Yeah, yeah we should do it. Um, I, I will yeah. say this, and I'll leave it at this. I'm one of those people that can't stand Tony Romo's commentary. Can't stand it. Like, literally want to choke him out when he's doing his things. The thing about Madden is how wonderful Madden – if you go back and listen to Madden as a yeah. commentator, it's just perfection, right? It's just perfection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, all the, the interviews that you hear with the guys, Chris Collinsworth, they all shout out to Madden as their inspiration and mentor. So we'll pour one out to John. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's it's impact on video games and sports video games in general is pretty amazing. Um, for sure. Uh, his name will live on in that game for sure. And um, I think that's all that really needs to be said for, for Madden. So rest in peace, John Madden. Um, okay. Now that I'm keep things rolling. Ken, you were talking about a Ghostbusters game, right? Yeah, I, the other day I heard I read an article that um, that they are in talks to produce a new Ghostbusters video game, and the coolest thing about it is that it's going to bring back all of the original cast for likeness and voiceover work. Now they've only done that one other time. There was an, a game in two thousand nine that um, I think it was called Ghostbusters, the video game, which creative title, but, um, <laughs> and it was really, it was really well done. Um, and it had to be because, you know, these guys, um, they're not going to let the game be crap and put their voice and face on it. So it actually was a really good game. So knowing that they're doing it again and uh, in the, the next gen uh, technology, I'm really excited to see what they come out. So, uh, as we all know, the Ghostbusters holds a place, a special place in my heart. So I, I'm really excited about it. Did you watch the movie the, last night? No, yeah, I was just gonna ask. Neither did I. I'm gonna oh, watch it cats. tonight. Because <laughs> I was gonna say, are those are the creators of the movie involved in the game at all, or is it gonna be two separate? Because if they are, man, that's gonna be a good game. When you talk to the great. creator, you talking about like uh, the Harold like, Ramis's son? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, 
that's a good question. I think, like I said, I think it's in early talks, but um, Ernie Hudson had gone on record, said, look, he got an email oh, that nice. said, um, are you interested? And he said, yes. So they're, they're, they're definitely uh, in the road to do that. Um, I don't know. This story is too, too early to tell on story, but um, I know that uh, Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd did some of the uh, uh, editing for the script on the the 2009 game. So hopefully they will be, well, Dan will be involved with, uh, with this one as well. So cool. look for that. Sweet. Thanks, Ken, for that update. I will look forward to that because I love that movie. The new movie, I love the old movies. Anyway. All right. So let's um let's switch really quickly because I don't want I know we talk a lot about Call of Duty, but I saw this today and yesterday, and I I felt like it was worthy of us riffing on. Um Sledgehammer has now um put out an update for Vanguard. And there are a couple of things in there that I know that we've been complaining about. So I wanted to bring some of it up and a lot of it is around fire. So <laughs> <laughs> apparently there were a lot of complaints of specifically about the incendiary grenades and specifically on small maps like shipment. Mm. People would just be chucking incendiaries as we've seen. And the map just becomes unplayable because the whole field is covered in fire. So it sounds like they're reducing the damage so you could run through it and it's, you're going to be flaming, but you're not going to, you're not going to die, right? You're not going to die, which is good. Um, and that, apparently there's two new ways to fight with fortified and dauntless, which I think are, per, are perks are perks. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what those are. I didn't have a chance to look those up. Um, but oh wait, sorry, it's right there. Fortify will sim- significantly reduce incoming fire damage, including the initial effects of getting hit with a Molotov. So it sounds like they spent a lot of time on the fire, um, which is which is good. Um, they said the quote is the original goal of the incendiary grenade was to close off space, but unfortunately, it wasn't properly balanced for small maps. So. Well, it, it definitely does enough. do that, though. I mean, it it you throw a you throw a thermite in a doorway, and no one's going through that door without dying. I mean, but I don't think it's the thermite, though. I don't think does they don't mention thermite anywhere. It's only the incendiary grenade. Interesting. Hmm. What about the Molotov? Nothing about the Molotov. Yeah, that's what they just said. That there's fortified, which I think is a perk. Okay, it reduces incoming fire damage, including initial effects of getting hit with a Molotov. All right, so, so in, Call, the- in Call of Duty, some of the weapons uh, provide fire, like a Molotov cocktail, which is a bottle filled with a, a flammable liquid, and you throw it on somebody, and they catch fire. Um, there's also strafes with uh, fire runs that blow fire on the on the field of play, and there's also uh, um, some other fire effects. And what we've been complaining about really is that you can't escape the fire, and it just kills you too fast. Now, you, in in if we're trying to be realistic, if you're hit with a Molotov cocktail, you're going to die. Done. Okay, so because that's going to get all over you, and it should kill you. You can't get away from it. Now, if you if somebody throws it near you and it doesn't get on you, you should be able to run through that fire, jump over the fire with little damage. You know, damage, but not kill you. But what we've seen, as Josh has mentioned, is that it's just it's overwhelming. 
you can't get away from the fire. You're constantly dying because of the fire. There should be a way to uh, reduce that so that you can actually survive a match um, with, uh, with fire on it. But uh, no, I'm glad they're doing that. Is this already applied, Josh, that the update is there? I believe so. Because I feel like last night we were able to run through a lot yeah, more fire. Then. It got applied yesterday, I think. Um, same, oh, cool. same with uh, nerfing the uh, akimbo shotguns and everything else. That j- don't you're stealing my thunder, Stuart. Oh, I'm sorry. No, good segue. That's, That's okay. a segue. Well, That's we're a not just segue. stealing your thunder. We're stealing your cheat code, Bingster. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey, I'm using this all the time. Only you know. <laughs> um, but hey, look, they set up the rules, right? Um, so the other, the other tweet they had was um so changes with Panzerfaust challenge i don't know what that means perk adjustments to help with fire was talked about that a weapon balancing pass sniper buffs and shotgun nerfs so i don't know what's i don't know what sniper buffs means sniper buffs means that it's going to be a one-shot kill uh, once it, you, we, I, I've even seen trying to use a sniper rifle that when I hit a guy, he doesn't die right away. Uh, and with the amount of firepower that a sniper rifle affords you, you should be able to be a one shot kill. And then of but course, I feel the like, nerf. Do we need that? I feel like I'm constantly getting one shot by a sniper rifle. But anyway. I'm constantly getting one shot from shotguns. So I'm personally that glad they're nerfing that. the shotguns. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I mean, it's fun, but it is like a little ridiculous when you can kill someone across the map with a double barrel shotgun. Yeah, that's not realistic at all. Um, and then the last one here, which I think everyone's going to be excited about, a tweak to mortar barrage to reduce duration. Oh, thank God. Damn it. Let's have a moment of silence for the long mortar barrage. <laughs> I like the mortar barrage. No, I like We're- it too. I don't think it's it needs long. to last that long. Yeah. So those that don't know, you can call in support from off the map that where they shoot mortars onto the playing field. And, and it lasts way too long. I mean, to, if you have called it in, you can be damaged by your own mortar fire where your teammates can run free through it. It's kind of unrealistic, but they don't get harmed because it's, you know, there's no uh, friendly fire. Whereas the enemy, they can't go through it either. So if you end up placing it someplace, you have to avoid that place. Um, otherwise, you'll kill yourself. But it lasts forever. and Over a minute. Yeah. Easily over a minute. It was insane. It was absolutely insane. Um, the actual time is. We should look that up. Because I feel like a minute is a long time. But it, see, it does seem like it's that long, though. I think I agree. With it may be more. And what I used to hate was when we were playing hardcore, which means you just get one shot, one kill as the guy that put it down, which I would normally get it. I'd be like dying. Cause it, it penalizes you for killing your own people. And yeah. um, you, you can kill your own people with a mortar barrage in hardcore, right? In hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can. So unlike, unlike, unlike Das house, I'm pretty much going to get banned from a match at some point if I throw down a mortar barrage. But I don't yeah. Think for a small map, about- the small map, the mortar barrage is, is just uncontrollable because it takes up like a quarter of the map with that mortar barrage and you just used have to, to be avoid 45 that. seconds that 45. that's what they just nerfed it used to be 45 seconds and what is it now sorry uh, it doesn't s- well anything it doesn't less than 45 they... is going to be welcome yeah it did yeah, I mean, seem like a long time right so those are the big ones that i saw i didn't really see anything else major 
but they did say thank you for your patience while we're working behind the scenes. You can expect well, more frequent updates now that we're back with more to come. This there, week. there has been a lot of angst, shall we say? I'll use the word angst uh, towards the lack of developer uh, with some of the developer challenges that they're having, both from a capability and the capacity perspective over the holidays that were really cheesing off people. And I think it's part of the challenge where we got some of these things like, you know, Krampus being overly strong and some of the things being there. So that hopefully a lot of these fixes are going to start coming now that we're into the new year. So I am going to be optimistic that it's going, this is the first step in uh, frankly making uh, Caldera and Warzone a little bit more fun to play. Doesn't this set a dangerous precedent though? Um, oh, we've had a lot of dangerous precedents. Oh, precedent. Sorry. Doesn't it, doesn't it, uh, if they take too much, uh, user or player feedback then they're just catering to those people yeah. instead of making the game I don't the think way it but I think they've made. always done that Ken I, I think they look I re, I mean this is where I think I don't think they uh I don't think they look at the polls I think they look at the data right and I think they look at trends in the data and, the, and I bet if they see spikes in certain things they start to go okay what's the correlation to that spike remember they can see what maps you're playing what guns you're using what your KDs are all that kind of stuff and I bet they look at it with along with the complaints and go all right, okay, maybe this one is like you know you've heard always people say certain guns were like I mean like those shock that shotgun was ridiculous, right? I mean it's one thing to get killed by a shotgun within ten feet, I get that, but to be shot and killed by a shotgun at eighty feet is it was a little bit over which which shotgun was that, that? was the combat the shotgun barrel. the combat shotgun yeah no the one that the, Josh well, would run around and no, the you co- could use the double barrel you I think it's any of them yeah. To be honest, they were they were all juiced. I would lay down on one end of Das House and kill someone on the other side of the map, which should house. never happen. If you get if a shotgun shot you inside Das House, you should be able to brush off. Like you should watch the pellets fall off of you if it's not a slug. Yeah, right. I mean, and and instead you're like instant dead. You well, know, I uh, hope you're right, man. I, yeah, I, ahead, I can't. I, I I feel like I know what you're saying, but man, these things were just obvious, right? Like. It's just so much worse than anything we've I don't, seen. Yeah, I don't game. want them reacting to every everyone's little complaint, right? But I do want them to make the game a little bit more parody because, I mean, can't come up with something hit you with a shotgun. How, how annoyed do you get? No, I know. I, I totally I totally agree with you, but I, I, I don't I, – I do worry that if if we get into a, a, a situation where if enough people complain, they'll change something. Agreed. You know, I mean – They let's, listen to me. They took Krampus away. Yeah, they Krampus they, is gone. They listened directly to you. Yeah, they did. But I mean, if you think about it, you know, some of the things we complain about with uh, with some of the movies, especially the superhero movies, you know, people complain and they make some uh, remarks and then they try to appease the audience. I don't want to be appeased. I want them to do it right the first time and stick with it. You know, if yeah. they've done it right the first time and then they stick to their guns, pun intended, then I'm okay with that. You know, yes, I'm not going to, you're not going to make everybody happy, but if you but start what about bending agile over, development, man, here we go. What about getting it? <laughs> Look, here's my take. Like, oh, I'm, scaled I'm, agile. I'm, need glad, scaled agile. I'm glad they did Krampus. I'm glad they yeah. did the elves. I'm glad they do all this. It's too long. Krampus for a day or two would have been but great. But I'm glad they did it, right? I mean, I like what they're, they're throwing new stuff in. They give us all this stuff for free, right? I mean, we get the holiday maps, we get everything else. I actually, I mean, think back. I thought Krampus was sort of cool. And now, I mean, some people learned how to use Krampus in Warzone. Krampus on a small map was was not fun, but you know what? Nope. It did it did sort of add this element of oh crap, I'm being chased by a giant Wookie. Uh, yeah, somewhat interesting. So, 
No, I, I love rookie. that stuff. I, I love when they add stuff like that, you know, for a seasonal thing or around a holiday. Yeah. I love that stuff. But, I, I, you know, I, I just I just worry that, you know, you get enough people complaining, you know, that you're going to change the experience for everybody and it's not going to it's not going to sit right with everybody. So I don't know. Well, I don't want to turn this into the call of duty like we often yes, do. You're right. All right, but let's move on. You, good, good point, and I think that's that could be something we bring up in a in later podcast. Is just that topic of you know how much input do we really want to have? But uh, okay, so let's. Um, that was a Call of Duty update. We'll you know as things come out, of course, we'll bring them up. That them up. That is our go to game at this point. So, but I I was thinking, or we were thinking, let's talk. Really, I'm going to throw out something really quick and we can see where it goes. I think we've all seen Spider-Man at this point. And I know we talked about it on previous podcasts with the tie into the game, but let's just throw it out there. Everyone's seen Spider-Man. What do we think? Spoiler warning for those that have not seen the movie and don't want to hear anything about it. I can't be responsible for any of us accidentally letting something go. So if you haven't seen the movie, stop listening now um, and come back next week but we're going to end the show on on this topic so let's take a break and then we'll come back if you haven't seen spider-man and you don't want to chance it just end after the the uh break or during the break and if you don't come back thanks for joining us we'll see you come back and listen to the next one and we're back. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's my bad. My bad. <laughs> that's terrible. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe if you weren't, uh, I'm still recovering. Yeah. Okay, I'm still recovering. I had I had some some fun this week. Anyway, so yeah, so we're back. Let's talk Spider Man. Can I just I just want to throw out my big one, and then you guys can can roll with it. Yes, please. I went into this movie with zero. I didn't know anything about it. I had nothing. I did not know what the story was, where it was going. That moment when. They brought in Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire. I'm sorry for spoiling, but the the reaction of the theater was just one of the best moments I've ever had in a movie theater. It was you unbelievable. Saw you saw it opening, yeah. Night. But even when yeah. I saw it later, it yeah. was the same. I don't think it changed. I yeah. didn't have the I same. I mean, I just yep. it, I just love moments like that, and I miss them. And it was so nice to be back in a theater. And just have that reaction. It was the last time. The last time I experienced a movie full of people. Endgame. Um, it was Endgame when Captain yep. America caught Molyneux. Yep. Um, yes. The, yes. Uh, Thor's hammer. <laughs> yes. I. I just. I couldn't believe the the just the roar from the audience, um, and that was really well done. Uh, obviously, the, the 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 media, you know, is trying to ruin everything for all of us. And they kept trying to interview those guys and say, Hey, are you in it? Are you in it? Are you in it? You know? And, uh, one, I think one of them kind of tried to play off, but the other one actually outright said, no, he's not in it. Even though he was, I respect that. I respect him lying bold face <laughs> to the media yeah. to keep that secret because that would have ruined the the experience in the theater for me. Yeah, you know, it was the same with Charlie Cox and some others. I mean, I think you know they were. I, I like. I mean, I think we all knew they were in it. I don't think well, most of us, maybe Josh did, but most of us did. I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty obvious. But uh, in the world, they've been talking about them and talked about Daredevil and everything else being in it. But I think I like. It is a you know, comic books are famous for crossovers, for characters showing up for the random character from. I mean, we I talked about this last time. 
some obscure character. These are not obscure characters, obviously, but but it would make sense that Matt Murdock would be defending yeah, Peter Parker, right? That's the way it would happen in the comic books. So to have it happen they're in the movies. They're both in New York. They're both in different boroughs, but they're right. but they're in New York. Well, which proper. is why in the in Netflix series, I can't remember her name, but the nurse that was treating them, right? Uh, Rosario mm-hmm. Dawson, right? That's that she she would she treated the superheroes. So like these these kind of things were, you know, what I talked about last time. The one thing this movie does a great job of, and it is it is never going to be perfect to whatever. But the thing it's really great about is it does deep geek fan service. It does normie fan service, Josh. Like you, you rolled in there cold mm-hmm. and you enjoyed the movie for yep. what it was, and you felt the passion yep. of what the what the true dorks felt. Um, each of those Spider Man has a fan base. Uh, and it was interesting. I heard somebody talk about like, yeah. you know, so, you know, Toby Maguire is sort of the the true sort of traditional Spider-Man. If you really want to talk about the real Spider-Man, Toby's sort of the Spider-Man. Garfield's sort of more of the adult teenage, I mean, the more of adulty Spider-Man going into his, which later came in the comics, but is more of a later one. And then Holland's a little bit of a different mix of the, t- of the two, but each of them have their fan bases who are passionate about their Spider-Man. Uh, I think this movie did service to all of them and did service to those that don't know the full story, but just enjoy the moment. So I, I, you know, my, my daughter and I, she's, we're both big Marvel fans, as you know, and she's a big story person and she's been very frustrated lately. And, and I, we both agreed probably top two story Marvel's ever put out. Uh, I think it's probably number two to uh, still to, to uh winter soldier, which is still just a brilliantly written movie, but um, also it's, I think it's a very, I think Kevin Feige needs to wake up because Sony is kicking their butt right now. The stories that Marvel Disney are putting out are frankly boring. And, um, and the stories that Sony is putting out, they're good. Right. And I think if they continue down this path with Mo- uh, Morbius and others, it's, it's just going to be really cool. So I really enjoyed it. And as a, as you know, as the Uber geek who looks for everything wrong with movies, because they screw just because they screw something up that is so passionate to the people. It's like, you didn't have to do that. This was a brilliant movie, and I loved it. Would you I, rate I'm the, the guy. story arc? Would you rate the story arc? <laughs> it was a brilliant story sorry. arc. It was a oh, sorry. I know Jason wants to speak. It was a brilliant. I, I want to it, get that. It was a Jason brilliant story arc, Josh. It was. Uh, it was <laughs> every. You know what I love about that is back to Jason Ken's point about Endgame, right? And then J- Jason, I'll let you go. You look frustrated. Is that all the stories were running in parallel that were connected? Every story had a, a an end. Every story had an interaction, and they weren't. You know, it was so well orchestrated. I give kudos to the writers. They were brilliant. All right, Jason, yep. go. No, I'm just, I'm that guy that goes to a movie just to have a good time. I am not a, like these guys. And, and I, I think it's super cool that they know that much. Um, I have to ask them questions all the time. Like, who is that guy? I have no idea who that <laughs> character is. So I, you know, from the perspective of the person that has no idea, like if Stu mentioned 10 movie names from Marvel and DC Universe, I would literally not know what the storyline was, even if I'd seen that movie four times. Um, I just love to go watch these because they're big, beautiful, the the sound quality, the special effects, you know, uh, they're putting just the best stuff in these, in these movies. And Spider-Man absolutely did not disappoint. It was a blast. So if you're one of those guys uh, like me and not like these guys, uh, go see the darn movie right now. Um, Hopefully the, uh, and literally like, even if, what the spoiler was these two guys are in the movie it wouldn't ruin it for guys like us because um it it's just fantastic well but even though we knew they were i mean just back to the point even though we knew they were in there 
the way they brought them in was really well done and they didn't screw up their gravitas, their story arcs from the previous movies. They actually enhanced them. That's not easy to do, but that takes good writing and damn it, they did it. And, and I'm, and, and this it's, when you just look at the writing credits and look at what they have written before and then go look at some of the other series and look what they've written before and you'll see why it actually Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours. Go look at that Beatles documentary. You can't just wing it on your second one and nail it. Generally, you've got to know what you're doing and writing continuity like this is not easy. I mean, I mean, Jason, imagine if you're one of the top writers in Hollywood and they ask you to go write Superman. You're like, oh, cool. I've always loved Superman. I'll go write it. But you don't know the arc around. You can't just. You know, all of a sudden you do something that sort of pisses off 80% of the fan base, right? It's not easy, right? And uh, I got to give them credit. I mean, they, they deserve every penny they got for this. The same thing happened with Endgame and Infinity War. Navigating that to the end to make a conclusion of all of those 21 movies prior, that's a that's a daunting task for someone. So it was never going to be perfect. There's parts of that movie I don't like. But, man, uh, it's the uh, – They've set, they've set the bar. Yeah. Yeah, they really agreed. have set the bar and not just for comic book movies. I mean, I think for for movies in general moving forward, they need to they need to take notice of of what has been done here and how enjoy uh this 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 movie was for everybody, not just the fans of comic books. But um it's it's so so well done and I I really I do worry um, with Disney um, and Disney Plus, they're they're flooding uh, the market with with uh, properties, yeah. and I worry that they are going to ruin it by just pushing out another one without taking the time that it deserves. Um, these characters are relatively small, you know, Hawkeye and stuff like that, but they still deserve. They have a rich legacy, and they deserve well. to have their stories well-written and told correctly. It's a great point. So. It's a great, it's a great point. And there's quality and quantity. I'd agree. And one of the, like, I'm worried, I'll just tell you right now, cause you're not, you're going to be annoyed when I say it, but I'm worried about the, if you look at the Lord of the Rings and what Peter Jackson did with Lord of the Rings, it was masterful because he was respectful to not just the, the, the material, but to the man that wrote it and why he wrote it and how he wrote it. Now the new series that's coming for Amazon prime looks right now, like it's going to be horrible. Right, that it's not going to be respectful. So, but I'm going to hold my judgment. You know, I'm not a big Witcher fan. I actually enjoy the Witcher for what it is, but I know the Witcher folks aren't happy either, just because some of the characters the way they were treated. So, it is one of those things. Like, it, the question is, do you have to do some of this stuff, or do you not? And I get worried about quantity. I think quantity gets dangerous sometimes. And even though I love it, like I can't imagine if you went back to tell Star Wars. high school Stewie that you were going to have all of these Marvel movies that weren't going to suck like they were when we were kids. I'd have been like, give it to me. I don't care. Um, but Disney's right, got the right. money to do it right, so please, Disney, do it right. I think I there's a little de- de- it's a little bit detrimental to the experience. Uh, you read a lot about these these things, right? And I wonder if because you read so much about these and what people like and don't like about them, it's it's clouding your judgment of the actual story itself. Like, did you watch The Witcher? Before or after you read all the skepticism and, and criticism of the what what, what was I done. watched it before and I and I didn't know the canon of The Witcher and so I, I but there were like there were things when Ken and I watched it together actually and we're happy to talk about that separately um, but um, I, I liked it like there were a couple episodes like the first episode of season two by far the best episode of The Witcher it was it was amazing and it was a great episode it had one of the guys from the Game of Thrones in it um, and it was really well done um, and then it did sort of 
it got a little bit slow again in the middle and not enough Geralt and not enough that we could talk about that, but, it, but I liked it, but I'm like, Oh, I want more of that part of the story, but I, I didn't hate it. Right. I understand. You bring up a good point done. though, Jason, you know, I, I, I too do not, did not have a, a, a rich uh, lexicon of the Witcher prior to watching it. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, but reading through some of the things after I've seen it, um, and the true fans and what they felt was missing. I didn't miss that because I didn't know it was supposed to exist, but I still enjoyed the story. Mm-hmm. So you, they, it's a really, really difficult balance that these writers and these production companies have to have to do to try to find a balance of trying to fan service as well as entertaining for people who are not fans. So right. you bring up a good point that if you, if you start reading into the 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 Twitter storms and whatever uh, the complaints about the films they can ruin your experience. So um, yeah, I, I, I just I tell my daughter that all that. the time. She's a huge Marvel fan, and she literally knows the entire story before we walk into the theater. And I always tell her, please do not say a word to me about anything. I I do not want to know. I want to go in there and watch it as they've made it. I don't want to yeah. hear about anything else. So yeah, I mean definitely a dangerous thing to jump in and start. Yeah. And, and, the, <laughs> and the kids these uh, days, they start to do that though. My son does that too. He'll watch stuff on YouTube and, and before we ever get to see the movie. And sometimes he says, oh, I don't want to see it. I've, I've already seen enough on YouTube. I'm like, are you killing? You're killing me, man. This is, this is my passion going to films and watching films together as a family and, and, in, and introducing certain things to my son. And he'll, he ruins it by going to YouTube and watching yeah. stuff and says, oh, I don't want to see yeah. it. You know? Yeah. So, so, I think we're, uh, I think we're falling apart here a little bit in the behind the scenes. So this is all great conversation. And I feel like it's stuff that, we should devote more time to in a more um, concentrated fashion, if you will. So, but I think this is a good place to stop this episode of old guys playing games, unless you guys have anything else. Yeah. So that's true. We're going to try to, I think we're going to try to finish that last co-op mission. He might, he has to get under the car. It looks like he's got to get back under the car. No, 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 no. We can, we can play. I've got, I got some time. I've got the car on jacks. So, so we're going to head, we're going to head out and head back to playing some games. But uh, for old guys playing games, this is Josh. I'm Josh. Sorry. Oh, no. Here we go Start again. over. So Start it's over. alphabetical. Jason, fix Jason it. you're not for next. Old... If it's alphabetical, you're not next. Josh, and then it goes to Ken. That, uh, so you're last in this. When Josh starts, when he hosts and he starts <laughs> this, you're last. Okay? So please, just know your place. Wow. Okay, that's that's the now start. That that's the start. Know your place, Jason. Know your place. <laughs> now that we've now that we've set the the uh, the order for old guys playing games. I'm Josh. I'm Ken. I'm Stu. And I'm grumpy. <laughs> oh, Jason! All right. Until next time. Thanks. Bye, guys. <laughs>